Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. We are happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by a man that watches more minor league baseball than I believe just about anybody in the country. His name is Kyle Reese. He covers the Cardinals prospects for birds on the black. You should be following him on Twitter if you have any interest whatsoever in the Cardinals prospects at Kyle R416. Kyle, we appreciate the time as always, my friend. How you doing today? I'm doing really good. It's a pleasure. I uh, always get so excited to talk to you guys. <laughs> it's great to have you, man. We like having people that have a little bit of expertise in things that we talk about and try to learn as much about, but you get your eyes on these players more often than we certainly do. I, I want to start with the big news, of course, today, Kyle, which is that Jordan Walker is going to be joining the Cardinals once again out in Pittsburgh. I, I really respected that the first time that they brought him up, you kind of warned people, hey, I, I I don't know. I don't know if this is the right way to go about this. I think there is some stuff that maybe still needs to be worked on down in the minor leagues, and it, it might make more sense to take your time with this. Well, you, you ended up being 100% correct in that. I know you don't take any joy in it, any pleasure in it, but you were correct. And so that's why I wanted to ask you, after what you have seen from him down in the minors over the last few weeks, do you feel like this was the right time to call him up? I think that you guys made a good point earlier. If you can get a kid up when he's starting to hit, uh, starting to get kind of hot, I think that that is that's a big positive. When the Cardinals called up Nolan Gorman at the beginning of last year, you know he got up to such a hot start, and everybody wanted him uh, to be a Cardinal right at, right in the beginning of April, middle April, uh, the entire month of April. Everybody wanted him, and the Cardinals kept waiting and waiting. And Gorman was a streaky hitter, so it made sense to kind of sit back, wait. Let him hit a, a kind of a downturn and then let him get hot again. And then the Cardinals recalled him when he was hot and had a lot of success right away last year. And I think that now is a good time for Jordan because he, he's found a happy middle ground between the little, small, you know, somewhat microscopic swing changes that they've, they've kind of incorporated into his swing, along with the mental side of the game, which is what he was struggling with when he first went back down and what we saw him struggle with. At, his, you know, at the end of his tenure with the Cardinals, uh, his first little bout with the Cardinals before he was sent down, which was maybe being a little bit too aggressive uh, and trying to lift the ball instead of just letting the swing and the small little swing changes do the work. So I do. I think now is a great time for him. Uh, I still think he might struggle a little bit. He's still an aggressive swinger, uh, still trying to figure out the bottom part of the strike zone a little bit. But I, I think that it's not going to take him long. And I think that the the demotion to AAA is a huge positive for him, and how he's how he's been able to find the the happy the happy medium between an approach and swing changes. So that's that's the thing that I wanted to hone in on with you, Kyle, because 
I feel like Cardinals fans have latched on to this swing change thing in a way that, like, I just – I honestly don't understand it. I, I don't think they were having him go down there and be like, hey, your swing is broken. We need to completely overhaul everything that you're trying to do. I think they wanted to incorporate a couple of things where they were like, hey, you know, you're on the ground 70% of the time in the big leagues. That's not sustainable. There is no player in the majors that over time has success like that. It seemed like based on his comments to Daniel Guerrero in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, this is as much about his approach as it was about his swing. When you watch these games or you talk to people, Kyle, what have you noticed that is different about him as a hitter right now? Well, I think right now, so he's always been an aggressive, always been an aggressive swinger. And because he's so good at making contact, it hasn't really bit him until he got to the majors. And, you know, as we talked about the last two weeks of his time at the majors, all, everything was on a steady decline. You know, uh, we saw his K-rate get above 30%. He was a 250, you know, below 300 OBP producer and substantially below league average as a hitter. And things were just ticking in the wrong direction because he hadn't made the adjustment uh, to tougher pitching at the major league level. And he kept that, that swing decision-making kind of on par as he, as he entered uh, his – after he got sent down to AAA. So what we saw at first was just a kid who they said, hey, we need you to lift the ball. We're going to work on some mechanical stuff. And I think when we talk about lifting the ball or we talk about mechanical stuff, there's two parts of that. There's a small little mechanical issues that get paved out and changed. And then there's the mental side of it where when you're 20, 21 years old, even if you're a, a veteran, if you put it in your mind that they want me to lift the ball, I'm going to lift the ball. You that happens independently. It's a thought process that happens independently of swing changes that are happening to get the same result. So you go up there and sure you you're you might be doing small little tweaks here and there because there are small little tweaks. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I put the swing side by side the beginning of April with the Cardinals and then about mid May uh, with with Memphis. And you could see that's just a small little couple small little tweaks. He's you know kind of he's bidding. He's not changed his launch angle. He's not changed his swing. But you can see that what he's doing is he's changing the balance in his swing so that when he's making contact, it's at a point in his contact where he can drive the baseball, where he can he can flop. It's more just a small little weight transfer thing that that is is allowing him to do more with his swing in a competitive way than he's done in the past. But that doesn't take away from the fact that when you get down there and they're telling you to lift the ball, in your mind, when you start thinking, oh, I have to lift the ball. They want me to lift the ball. Well, you're not going to change your swing. You're going to change your approach. Uh, you're, you're going to try maybe a little too hard to put the ball in the air instead of just letting the swing do the work. And it's my understanding, interpreting what he said, uh, is what he did is he just now he's letting those little tweaks, again, very small, minor tweaks, probably not even that noticeable. He's letting those do the work, and he's sticking to being the hitter that he was that made him the top prospect, top hitting prospect in baseball because he is special. He, he has all of those special tendencies. It's just now he has the, the, the patience, maybe not patience, it might not be the right word because he still is an aggressive swinger, but he's just, he, he is employing, he's employing what made him on the mental side of the game uh, be extraordinary and have the t- potential to be extraordinary. It's just now he's letting the swing and the mental side all kind of come together at once to be himself with the new little tweaks. We're talking to Kyle Reese. He covers the Cardinals prospects for the birds on the black. You can follow him on Twitter at Kyle R 
416. It's a great place to go. He's got a bunch of video that he puts out on a nightly basis uh, watching what these Cardinals prospects are doing. The other thing that I wanted to ask you about with Jordan Walker before we move on to a couple other guys, Kyle, is his defense. Because the first time that he was up, I, I didn't feel like he was a I'm trying to think about the best way to put this because I, I'm not saying that he's a bad defender necessarily, but he's definitely working on things. And you can see that at the big league level is tracking, maybe not where it's going to be. I, I watch Alec Burleson. It's like, okay, there's just balls that he's not going to get to because he's athletically limited compared to some other guys that are playing in the outfield. And that I don't think is necessarily going to change with Walker. It almost felt like he's, he's just working on things. He needs more reps how did you feel like his defense progressed, if at all, while down in Memphis? And how do you think that the Cardinals should approach that while he's up in the big leagues, especially in late-inning situations? Boy, I, uh, I don't think it's gotten much better. I think, uh, I, I think to your point, when, when we watch Alec Burleson out in the outfield, you, you nailed it. You see him get – he doesn't get to balls that you need outfielders to get to. When you watch Juan Yepes in the outfield – He's diving at things that he shouldn't be diving at, and he does not look like an outfielder out there because he's not an outfielder. Uh, with, with Jordan Walker, of course, the athleticism is better. So you know that you can project it. It makes it really easy to project uh, this very smart kid with huge baseball IQ and this crazy athleticism. Like you, it's, it's not hard for anybody to imagine a plus average, above average uh, defensive outfielder. But what he does that those other guys don't do that kind of allows him to pass the eye test a little bit more than others is he doesn't ever really put himself in a position to make a mistake. And the way he's been taught to play the outfield is a very, very like cautious kind of way. So that's why like a lot of the mistakes you see him make are when the camera has panned to the second, you know, the, the base runner going from first to second on a double where the ball, you know, knocks around in the corner a bunch and he can't handle it. Or, uh, you know, he's, he's pretty poor at reading balls going back and coming in. He, he doesn't have a good, a good feel, whether it's a lefty or a righty swinging, for uh, if a ball is a liner to him or if it's going to bloop in front of him or it's going to go over his head. He just need, he needs reps. Now, I, at the beginning of the season when he was with the Cardinals, I thought for sure that they would have defensive replacements, especially because at the time Dylan Carlson was on the bench, and Dylan Carlson is a far superior a defensive outfielder to, to Jordan Walker, not even in the same the same conversation. And the fact that they didn't do that worries me. And I, I, what I would do is again, just like you guys talked about a little earlier, he definitely needs to have a defensive replacement. Put your team in the best position to win. Put him in the best position to succeed and grow and get better. Uh, and you know, if you're putting this this very raw, very talented but very raw player out in a corner outfield late in the game that doesn't really have the instincts for the position yet, then I think all you're doing is you're doing your team a disservice and you're doing him a disservice. Let him get those other seven innings and see where it goes. All right, I want to ask you about Luke and Baker, Kyle, because what this guy is doing down to the minors right now is just absolutely ridiculous. In 53 games, he has hit 17 home runs. And what I love most about him, I think, is that he has 42 walks on the season, 42 walks to go with 51 strikeouts. He's getting on base 43% of the time. This is a guy that was at one point a real prospect. He was a second round pick in 2018. Now, his profile is very specific. He is a large man that hits the ball hard. And I am curious from your perspective as somebody that watches him a lot. He's 26 years old. At this point, prospect status-wise, I, I don't really know if there is much there 
do you think he's somebody that should be called up or like do do you view him as somebody that can help this big league club I feel the same way as I felt when we talked last time I don't understand why you wouldn't even give it a run you know like uh that that's where my mind is sure maybe it's illusory maybe it's something that doesn't have staying problem power rather but just see just see you know where where Lucan has really capitalized is he he will hit any fastball over really any part of the plate. And he's he's kind of tweaked his approach at the plate, not to hunt fastballs, that's not fair, because again, if you if you hang anything, whether it be a change up or a breaking pitch over the middle of the plate, he's going to hit the ball hard. He hits everything hard. I mean, I mean we, we joke around about it, we we laugh about it. It was a viral video, but when you hit a four hundred and twelve foot broken bat home run that sawed you off. Uh, I think it shows that there's something there's something more than just fluke power there at the very very least. So he's done really well uh, to to jump fastballs in particular and do a lot of damage. So you worry about that and what that might what that might translate to in the major league level if he starts seeing more pitches, more breaking pitches on on the black of the zone. Um, I do know that again. I think that he's made adjustments to his approach, and I think that's why his walk rate has gone up. But I also think that the league kind of adjusted to him a little bit uh, and started to see him accessing the power that he's only shown in spurts in the past. And I think a lot of times pitchers pitch him, especially when there aren't runners on, uh, they pitch him very carefully. And that might not happen at the major league level too. So I don't, I don't necessarily know how all of that would work. But I do know that if, you have, uh, if you're having some trouble finding offense, that this is the kind of direction you go in because you have nothing to lose calling up a 26-year-old power bat who just might be a spark plug for, for various, various different reasons. And he really isn't an awful defensive first baseman. Like, he's not going to impress anybody. You know, and sure, there might be a couple moments in there where you're like, boy, that was terrible. Uh, but it, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not so glaring like it was when he first came up, uh, when he, the Cardinals first drafted him. He's worked really hard to, especially the work around first base, to be better about that. So in a pinch, especially with Goldie DHing like two out of every five games now, uh, I don't think that it would be the worst thing in any way, and I think it could be a smart plug. All right, Kyle. Now i got to ask you about a player that we talked a little bit about at this time last year, and that's Moises Gomez. At the time, you had to explain to us who this guy is because he came over to the system, they signed him, and it was like, whoa, this guy leads the minors in home runs. Is this something real? What, what is going on here? And this year in his last 23 games, he has 13 home runs, four doubles, and a triple. Now, he's still striking out a lot. He never takes a walk. So his plate approach is basically go up there and hack as hard as you can and see if it ends up working out. I have no idea if that's something that would be sustainable at the big league level. However, I do want to ask you as somebody that gets your eyes on him more regularly, certainly than we do. What are you seeing from Moises Gomez? Is this somebody that you think can actually help the Cardinals this year? You know, I don't know. I, I know that that's not the the, the 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 sexy answer, but he's just his profile is just so weird that there really is no telling. I know that there was a time when Adolis Garcia profiled somewhat similarly, similarly without the huge power spurts when he was still a member of the Cardinals organization, and it took him getting out of the Cardinals organization, getting an opportunity to kind of put it all together at once. And I I don't doubt that there's some of that in Moises Gomez's game. Uh, what I know is it hasn't mattered what level he's been at. When he's on a heater, he's on a heater. I also know that he struggles other than last year at double A at the start of the year. But if you look back at his track record with Tampa and even uh, when he got called up to Memphis at 
the you know the midpoint of last year or whenever it was, and even at the beginning of his season this year, it does take him a little bit longer to it takes him a little bit of time to adjust to a league. He gets a little free swinging for a free swinger. Uh, you know, he's I mean he'll swing at everything. He'll just the, especially the first month of the season that those first you know hundred at bats last year at AAA. The, the kid's just up there hacking, just going to swing at everything, going to swing at everything. But it, like in a weird way, it allows him to zone in and and start hunting pitches. And he's not just the type of righty when he's on, when he's hot, that will just hit fastballs or you think that he's going to do most of his damage against fastballs and, and maybe prey on just left-handed hitters. Uh, that's, that's not him. When he's on a heater in the minor leagues, he is hitting everything from everybody in all counts. Uh, and the thing that I've said for a couple of years now, you'll watch him swing at a change-up low, swing way over it, maybe twice in a row, and then hammer a fastball high. Like It doesn't even make sense, the contact that he's making a lot of times. Or you might see three straight change-up, and he might swing over the top of them and then smoke one, that's the, the third one, that is somehow even better than the last two. There's, there's almost no rhyme or reason to predicting how he's going to hit when he hits, and he's confounding because of it. But he also, again, if your offense needs a little, a little dynamite, uh, I don't see anything wrong with going with him uh, because, hey, a little bit of dynamite goes a long way. Uh, real quick here as a follow-up, is he a defensive player? Like, is he basically Juan Yepes? He's something else out there. So he makes, he makes some base-running decisions, too, that are, aren't always the best. So th- this is where it gets really kind of tough with Moises, and I, probably what, what really halts him uh, in the long run is he, his free-swinging attitude is kind of all over the diamond. He'll run around the base. is kind of crazy. Like, he never tries to take too many bases. He doesn't run into outs that way. But he does take a long leadoff at first and might get the picked off at first. You know, like, that's, that is part of his game. And then the outfield, he, he's deceptive because he has these weird little choppy steps that he takes when he runs. It's, it's very distinct, I guess, because he's so top-heavy. But he has these, like, weird little choppy little running steps. So when he's going to the gap, you think, boy, that guy looks stiff and he looks bad. But he, he will get to a lot of balls that you maybe don't realize he's going to get to. The problem is his throwing decisions are really bad out in the outfield a, a lot of times. So he just like with Jordan Walker, you'll see him miss cutoff men. You'll see him uh, you know miss the first cutoff man when he needs to hit the first cutoff man and throw the ball way over the second cutoff man's head. His arm is maybe one of the best uh, from an outfield perspective in the organization. It, it's a laser. It's a liner. But you know uh, one of my favorite gifts that I've ever made of him is he, he, he fields an easy fly ball in deep right field, and he just throws it in the third basement. And like, those, are, those are just some of the things that come with Moises Gomez. So he's basically the anti-Paul Goldschmidt. All right, got it. Makes sense. Yeah. Kyle, we appreciate the time as always, man. Thank you so much for hopping on with us today. We appreciate getting your insight on the, the guys that we talk about regularly that you know a hell of a lot more about than just about anybody in St. Louis. So thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to talking with you again soon. Yeah, It's my pleasure, guys. Thank you for having me.